Welcome to LaGrave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast. We don't use the word forbearance much anymore, but it is considered a cartilage virtue, a virtue that takes the impact and gives space for relationships. It is a state of mind in order to love and stay in that relationship when there is conflict. You're listening to Bear With One Another by Reverend Peter Yonker. Our Bible reading this morning is from the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, uh, chapter 4. We'll be reading verses 1 through 6. And this, for all you visitors, this is um, another sermon in our One Another series. In the New Testament, there are all sorts of um, phrases, virtues that are that Paul or, or that other New Testament writers call us to practice with one another. These are community-building virtues. And we've been looking at them through this fall, and today's virtue is forbearance, forbearance. So Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love. Today's one another is forbearance. And that's something that Paul calls us to a couple of times in the New Testament. One of those times is in verse 2 of our passage, as you heard. Another time we read earlier in the service in Colossians chapter 3, Paul also calls us to bear with one another. In both of the passages that I read and that Bob read, um, the, the virtue appears in the verbal form. It's the verb anekomai, which is a call to bear with, translated bear with in our passage. The noun, forbearance, only appears twice in Scripture, and that's in other places, and I will talk about those places later. But in both these places, it's very clear that forbearance, if we're going to get along, if we're going to, to live with one another in community, forbearance is a very important virtue. And I would say, not only is it an important virtue in general, but I, and I hope this becomes clear by the time the service ends, I think forbearance is particularly a virtue needed in our times. First, some clarity. What is forbearance? Kind of an old-fashioned word. We don't use it much. What do we mean when we talk about forbearance? We were talking about this earlier this week in staff during one of our staff coffee times. And we, someone said, forbearance. Now, is that like if I were to go on a hike with Bob, and Bob had a lot of stuff in his backpack, and I said, here, Bob, let me take some of the stuff out of your backpack, and I'll put it in my backpack, and I'll, I'll carry it for you. Is that forbearance? And we thought about that for a little bit, and we said, no, 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 that's not quite right. No, no, forbearance isn't me carrying Bob's stuff. It, forbearance is when 
not when you carry the burden that someone else has, it's when you carry the burden of that person, right? They're sharp edges and they're annoying habits. So forbearance is if I were to go on a hike with Bob, it wouldn't be me taking some of the stuff out of his backpack. It would be me putting up with the fact that he talks all the time about how great the Minnesota Golden Gophers are and how Michigan is very fortunate not to be playing them this year. Forbearance is not me carrying Bob's burden, it's me carrying the burden of Bob. And forbearance is not Bob carrying my burden, it's Bob carrying the burden of me, which I think he just did. <laughs> so forbearance is a kind of um, holy restraint. It's absorbing the sharp edges, the annoying habits of other people, and you do it for the sake of community, for the sake of getting along. So in that sense, forbearance is what I'm going to call a cartilage virtue. It is a cartilage virtue. Cartilage virtues are an important category of virtues. What do I mean by cartilage virtues? Well, cartilage, as you know, is a rubbery sort of tissue that is all through the human body. And one of the places that you have cartilage is in your joints, right? You've got cartilage in your knee, or you should have. I hope you have cartilage in your knee. And cartilage, what it does is it absorbs the friction and it absorbs the impact between joints. So in your knee, your cartilage helps the knee to function and take pressure without, without hurting. If you didn't have any cartilage in your knee and you were to try to run, it would be excruciatingly painful. The bones would crash against each other. They might even splinter. But with cartilage in your knee, your joint can go through times of enormous pressure and friction and still function. And not only function, but be productive. So I, I was looking up this week running. When you run, you put four times the pressure on your joint that you would normally do if you're just standing there. So if you're 150 pounds, when you run, you're putting 600 pounds of pressure on your knee. If you didn't have any cartilage, that would be painful, but because you have cartilage, it takes all that pressure and turns it into something productive, running. In verse 4 of our passage, and this is all through the entire, the entire uh, of Ephesians 4, Paul uses the metaphor of a human body for what we are as Christians. We are members of one body. So we have bones, we are, you know, eyes and ears, and we're all joined together. And that's a very familiar metaphor. The Holy Spirit knits us together and forms us with ligaments and, and, and makes us productive when we live together. But in addition to giving that metaphor of us as a body, there are also cartilage virtues that Paul puts forward that are really important for us as a body to function. And those are mentioned specifically in verse 2. Patience, gentleness, humility, and forbearance. Those are all function like cartilage in our human relationships. When those four virtues exist in a community or in a relationship, the relationship can function even under extreme pressure. When those four virtues are not present in community or in relationships, people crash together and splinter. Let me show you how that's true. 
humility. Let's say you and your friend disagree about politics. If your political opinions are hard and proud, if they are so firm that they become rigid, you can't have a political discussion with that person who disagrees with you because you will crash into each other. But if there's a little humility in you, right, just a little bit, you know, I, I don't know everything. I could maybe learn something. I can at least listen. That humility becomes a kind of cartilage that allows you to have a discussion where you may not end up agreeing, but at least you can live together in relationship. Cartilage virtue. Patience. In a marriage, the wife is a person who wants to be 10 minutes early for everything. If she's not 10 minutes early, they're late. The husband is one of those people who always wants to do two or three things before he leaves the house, and there he's chronically late for everything. If they are rigid about those schedules, if they are insistent about their time schedules and their way of doing things, every single outing will be a fight. But with just a little patience, a willingness to bend to the other person's sense of time, you get a little cartilage in there. It absorbs the shock and the friction. Gentleness. A parent, a mom, wants to make sure that her daughter grows up and thrives. Wants her to stay out of trouble. Wants her to walk the straight and narrow. Wants her to succeed. And so she intervenes constantly and forcefully in her daughter's life with the best intentions. But she does it so strongly, it's experienced as control. And at some point, as the daughter gets older, the relationship blows up. With just a little bit of gentleness, a little cartilage in that relationship, and the way that power was exercised, things might have been different. When we are gentle, we still exert our power, we still offer our opinion, we still steer, but we do it and we give a little space so the other person can have their personhood and their individuality. Gentleness is cartilage in the joint. And finally, forbearance. Forbearance is a kind of combination of gentleness, patience, and humility. It's all these things together. Forbearance is more like a general habit of mind. It's a habit of mind where I look at you and say, I love you. We're brothers and sisters, and I will walk beside you, even though I know that we will annoy each other sometimes. I'm willing to absorb this annoyance for the sake of us staying together. And that shows up in a hundred different ways every day. Forbearance tells more than one story. When the other person does something to annoy, it does not immediately assume the worst intentions. It works hard to think of other stories with more innocent intentions. Forbearance tells more than one story. Forbearance writes the angry email, but waits 24 hours before pressing send in case there is a change of heart or a change of mind. Forbearance takes the phone call of the depressed friend, even though you know the phone call will be long and absolutely exhausting. Forbearance doesn't judge that adult by that tweet they sent when they were 15 years old. Forbearance 
listens intently and with a smile to Grandpa's story as if you were hearing it for the first time, even though it is at least the fifth time he's told it. Forbearance doesn't roll its eyes. It's sacrifice, but the other person ought not to know that you are forbearing with them. Forbearance isn't you playing the martyr and say, oh my, look at me forbearing with you yet again. Forbear with one another in love, says Paul, right? It's in the passage. Forbear in love. When you forbear, the other person should get a sense of that love and your desire for their flourishing. And forbearance, and this is really important, is not simply conflict avoidance, right? Forbearance avoids conflict in the short term, but in the long term, it's strategic, right? It knows that you don't have to solve every problem immediately and forcefully. You can open up a little space for other tools to work, tools like kindness and mercy and grace. Forbearance, so important and a virtue we need now. These cartilage virtues are not widely practiced. And if you live in our society, you are not being formed in these cartilage virtues. Just general Western society right now does not build cartilage virtues in people. It builds the opposite. It builds distrust. It builds angry certainty. It builds outrage. Call it what you want. Call it cancel culture. Call out culture. Zero tolerance. Our society is sorely missing these cartilage virtues. And here's a specific example, a specific example of, of how when you don't have cartilage in a situation, it doesn't work. Um, not so long ago, and I think this is about 20 years ago, maybe 30, schools had a push to change the way they did discipline, and they, a lot of schools enacted what they called zero tolerance, right? Zero tolerance policies. We're going to get tough. And this was very well-intentioned, right? They wanted to protect children and they wanted to show moral direction. And, and so you had policies like, you know, if a kid brings a weapon to school, that kid is automatically expelled. They are out, no questions answered, no questions asked. Zero tolerance, which sounds, you know, principled. But in practice, and if you talk to administrators, they'll tell you it didn't work because there was no flexibility. And so you'd have a situation, and this is a real situation, like what happened to Zach. Zach was a student, a young adult, 15 years old, who was almost the primary caregiver for his much younger first grade brother. And the reason he was the primary caregiver was because his father was an angry drunk. And one day, his dad came home drunk, picked up the family handgun, and started waving it around and started to threaten to shoot both Zach and his brother. And when dad passed out on the couch, Zach took the gun, put it in his backpack, and went to school the next day with the gun, gave it to his principal so that he and his brother would be safe. But under zero tolerance policies, Zach was out. You need flexibility in the joints, cartilage, forbearance. I did youth group ministry, youth ministry, for a lot of years when I was actually young. And one of the things I noticed when you do youth group ministry is sometimes kids will deliberately test you to see if you have cartilage. 
to see if you're a forbearing person. So I would be leading a catechism class or a youth group meeting, and some kid would act out or say something outrageous or say something off color just to see what I would do. Would I come down on them like a ton of bricks? Would I be extremely hardcore? Or would there be a little forbearance in me? They were seeing if I was safe. Will this be the kind of person, if I have something going on in my life, something hard, maybe something that has an edge of guilt or shame to it? Will this be the kind of person to whom I can go and tell them my stuff and they will listen? All relationships need these cartilage virtues. Without forbearance, marriages don't work, churches don't work, families don't work, businesses don't work. Forbearance. Without forbearance, we would have no hope. And I mean that in the strongest sense. Forbearance saves us. I said earlier that um, there are two places where Paul calls us to forbearance in verbal form, but the noun form only appears twice in Scripture. Both times when the noun appears, it doesn't apply to you and me. It applies to God. God's forbearance with us. One of those places, Bob read a little earlier in the Assurance of Forgiveness, Romans 3.25. In his forbearance, God left all our prior sins unpunished. When God experiences our sins, when God sees our sins, he doesn't cancel us. He doesn't practice a zero zero tolerance policy, he forbears with us. In fact, he forbears so much with us that he sent us his son. And when Jesus came to this earth, he practiced forbearance with us. He dealt with his bickering disciples, religious leaders who didn't respect him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. And what does he do? He does not call down fire from heaven or lash out, he opens his arms on a cross and dies for us. The weight of human sin and human hatred and human anger is such that if that was left to press down upon us, we would all be crushed, but Jesus stands between us and our sins and bears the weight of those things, takes them into himself. He opens up space. And in that space, he puts his Holy Spirit and starts to make us new. That's why Christian forbearance is different. I'm not saying unbelievers can't forbear. Non-believers, they do it all the time. They can be patient. They can be gentle. They can be humble. But Christian forbearance is different because it drinks from a deeper well. And specifically, we can forbear to a different degree because we know we don't have to fix all of the things. You don't have to fix all of the things. You don't have to fix this world. You don't have to fix the person sitting next to you. You know that Jesus will take care of these things. So you don't have to act forcefully and immediately all the time when you come upon difficult things because you know that in his time, in his power, Jesus will make all things new. Praise God for his continued forbearance with us. And may a little of that live in each of our hearts. Amen.
Lord God, only you know how much you put up with us in this world. Your patience and your restraint. We praise you for that, Lord. We know that you've opened up space for us and you've given us grace upon grace upon grace. We acknowledge it again this morning and we pray that when you send us out from this place, some of that will live in us. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast.